Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intramural Champs podcast. My name is Eric, and with us today is our jailboard, Cole. I am back from oh, jail. Yeah. And, you know, to make my presence known, um, Bubba's roommate this morning was t- in the shower and I had to go poo, and I went to the bathroom and pooed while he was in the shower. So I'm back, and I'm as healthy as ever. Healthy singer. Closet New just Yorker. A, and uh, on that note, uh, just All to right. clarify, uh, Bubba is Cole's cousin who is joining us as our guest today. What up? Um, to say hello, Bubba. Shout out to hello, Bubba, Bubba Watson. <laughs> what's up? And what's then, up? Uh, we've also got Jorge with us, as always. Bonjour. So I guess we'll start with the obvious subject to talk about after last week. Cole, why don't you tell us what the hell happened and why you ended yeah. up in a New Jersey jail and Look, what transpired remember. to get you out? I, let's just say I got a good lawyer. Sean knows what he's doing. Sugar Sean? Yeah, I got Sugar Sean. Oh, I didn't know he was a lawyer. Cigarette butts. What's the deal with him sending back the Newport cigarette butts? He said no menthol. What's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't really speak for Sean, but he can speak for me. That's very fair. Fair enough. Well, Cole, we're happy to have you back with us this week. Go Jets! So let's let's go ahead and get into our... our uh, our standings for our betting and what our what our games are going to be for this week. So, Cole, I believe that you have our um you have our standings. If you want to go ahead, get us off, Greg Gutfield. Greg Gutfield, don't call me that spare. One second, I'm trying to find the uh, standings. Okay, last week Eric went one and five. Jorge went three and three, and I went four and one. The Patriots was po- were postponed due to COVID. Um, overall standings, we got Eric in last place at 9-15. and 15. You're winning 38% of your picks. Uh, Jorge, you're 12-12, 12 and 12, right at 500. Kind of like the Eagles, oh, yeah. you know, franchise history. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you're winning half the time. And then you got me in the driver's seat at 15-8, and 8, 65% winning. So uh, you guys can suck my balls. Wow. Wow. Thank you. I see New Yorker right there. Aggressive. Yeah, I just wanted to say. Just coming out the gate, feeling confident this week, you know. Going to beat y'all in picks next week. I'm just going to like ride this gravy train. Well, you know, you were in jail for a week, so I think we might have the upper hand. So we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, well, I guess I'll go, I'll go for my picks and kind of read those out. I will admit this week has been a little bit of a, a shit show because I woke up Wednesday thinking it was Monday, but then I had to turn my picks in because I thought it was a Thursday. So I totally messed up so i think i did my picks a day earlier than you all did so my number oh i thought you were gonna say that you woke up on a wednesday and felt like a woman i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no that is specifically my tuesday that's my tuesday routine oh yeah um is that when you dress up as nancy pelosi on the toilet and uh (laughs) (laughs) no i actually dress up as have you ever seen the video of rudy giuliani and donald trump where giuliani's in drag Yes. Yes. That's what I do every Tuesday morning. <laughs> Who's Donald Trump? Uh, I actually do, I play both. I kind of do, you know, Two Face from Batman, how he's got two different faces. I've got a half of me is dressed up as Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani and drag. The other half is Trump. And I just kind of turn to the mirror and talk to myself as like my morning, like get ready for the day routine, you know? So, how do you dress up in Rudy Giuliani's part? Do you make yourself like an old man, then an old man dresses as a woman, or do you just dress that half of your face as a woman? I'm confused. It honestly, it's too much. It's too long of a process to do all the makeup and prosthetics to talk about in a podcast. But um, maybe I'll just do an instructional video next time I do it, and I'll send it to you, Cole. Okay. Wow. Um, okay, so back to my picks. Now that I've talked about Giuliani and Dragway too much. Um, I'm going Baltimore over Philly, obviously. I'm going to go uh, Pittsburgh over Cleveland. Why are you taking Pitt minus three and a half? I don't like Baker Mayfield, so I make it a – I get too emotional sometimes with my picks. But, you know, I, I, I feel good about that one anyway. I don't think that Cleveland's going to do as well. I agree, Eric. I don't think Cleveland's going to do as well against Pittsburgh. A couple of bozos. I, don't, I also don't love Pittsburgh, but I don't know. I <laughs> Like I said, I did this on a Wednesday and was confused and thought it was Thursday, so who even knows? 
Um, I'm taking Chicago plus two and a half over Carolina. Wise choice. Uh, I'm taking uh, Green Bay minus two and a half. Ooh. I'm going to take the Rams negative three and a half against San Francisco. And I got let down by the Chiefs last week. But Uh I'm going Kansas City minus three and a half against Bubba's Buffalo Bills. Oh, what do you got to say about that, Bubba? I don't. I don't. This is that. That's gonna be a tough one. Gonna be. They kind of got ran all over Tennessee. Uh, hold their defense kind of very subpar right now. So, I'm sure the uh, the Bills Mafia is not too happy about it. No, no. They're probably running through walls right now, breaking windows. You know, if the Bills Mafia was anything like the Jersey Mafia, they'd you know get rid of some of these guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those, are my, those, are my pi- those are my picks. I stayed by them, and I think I'm know. gonna. I think I'm gonna catch up this week. Well, I guess we'll see about that one, huh? How about you, Jailbird Baldy? What are your picks? Well, I realized that Jailbird Baldy's a dumbass and left out a pick. Uh, I only picked five. I just picked my last one. Uh, but as of my picks, I have Baltimore against the Eagles minus seven and a half points. Oh. Like that a lot. I don't trust the Eagles to cover the spread, especially at home without fans. Carson Wentz can get booed. Oh, there will be fans there. There will be fans there. All right, you gonna go up there for Christmas then? Yeah, I'm gonna throw snowballs at Santa Claus. Hey, that's uncalled for. But anyways, uh, taking Cleveland plus three versus Pittsburgh. You know, I like double-digit uh, underdogs. Taking Denver with three lockback. Back. Plus 10 against New England. Cam's not playing. Taking Chicago plus one and a half against Carolina. Buffalo Bills plus four against Kansas City. And then last but not least, I'm taking the Washington football team plus three against the Jason Garretts. Interested in your Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs pick. Yeah, the Bills are at home. I know it doesn't mean much, but, you know. I really think that this team can uh, cover the spread. I don't know about when, but I think it'll be within a field goal. Okay. I'm almost interested to make like some other sort of extra bet on top of our regular on that game. George, what what do you, did you did you pick that game? Yeah, I did. I did pick the Kansas City game. I picked okay. Kansas City minus four because I think they're going to bounce back after the <coughs> loss to loss to the Raiders. You think Le'Veon Bell's going to run over run all over them? Nope. Maybe on. Oh yeah, you, I know you're just sad because he left the Jets. <laughs> yes, I am a little upset. I still have the jersey. But that wasn't. I bet that wasn't good news to come out of prison too. You're like, oh man, I can't wait to watch the Jets this weekend. I can't wait to watch <clears throat> watch Bell play with them. You get out yeah, and realize he's gone. Yeah, I think the Frank Gore jersey. Yeah, that's that's fair. But hey, at least you got. The elite quarterback, the forgotten elite quarterback, Joe Flacco, starting this Sunday. He is a forgotten elite quarterback. He said so himself. <laughs> yeah, he said so. he he's a self-proclaimed <laughs> elite quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, Eric, you want to talk shit? The Jaguars gonna run all over your Lions this Sunday, without a doubt. Gardner Minshew's gonna make them look like the Putty Cats. Yeah, you, know, you know what? I uh, I saw yesterday that uh. Adrian Peterson's going to be active in this game, so that might help us out a little bit. He ain't, oh, he ain't what he used to be, but uh, he's still better than a lot of people. Do you still wear that Dante help the Lions Culpepper kick ass? jersey? <laughs> do what? Do you still have that Lions Dante Culpepper jersey, Eric, from that 16 team? Of course I do. It's hung up in my study. <laughs> <laughs> you study or in your drag room show? It can be both. That's true. That's true. Best grades is both. I got a full-length mirror in there to look at myself in drag, but also to look at myself in my business suit before a big meeting. Say, yeah, you can close that deal. You're the best business. I don't even do business. I don't know why I have the mirror for that, but it doesn't matter. Don't worry. It's there if I need it. You'll be an executive vice president whenever we own a sweatshop. Hey, Jorge, why don't you uh, lay your picks on us, boy? Yeah, lay it on us. Here Here comes the big dick pick. Chicago plus one and a half. 
New England minus 10. I think um, even though Drew Locke's coming back, Cam Newton's coming back, and he's coming back with a vengeance, I think he can really lead the Patriots. Newton hasn't been on the field in three weeks. Like, literally. What'd you say? Newton hasn't been on the field in, like, two weeks. Like, literally. He's my fantasy quarterback. He better get it done. I don't know. Drew Locke's been out for a little bit, too, though, hasn't he? He's been able to take reps, though. Yeah, but he's been able to take reps recently. Cut's going. Oh. Cam was Cam throwing Newton. the ball on Thursday. He's going to come back. I know whether or not I mean this was a tricky pick for me, Cole. I do, uh Denver and New England is always a good game regardless of who the quarterback is or what the teams are. But I just like Cam coming back to New England to win the game. I got Pittsburgh minus 3 cuz I don't like the Browns and I think the Browns are going to implode after their 4 and 1 start. Thank you. Really Thank you. I don't think I'm not betting on emotion. I, I mean, even though I don't like the Browns, I think the Steelers are going to win. I don't. I really can't. Don't see the Browns winning. If me okay. not thinking, if okay, look, here's the thing. I said this last week, and I'm gonna say it again. Baker Mayfield is a hack, and if that makes me emotional for not wanting to bet on him, then yeah, I'm emotional when I bet on that team. Yeah, you just admitted it. He's a hack. I wife. I got the. I got the New York Jets. Plus nine and a half. I may shoot myself in the foot with that pick. I'm hoping they get their first win against the Dolphins. I think that's a game that they can probably win. You know, they usually have a a good record of beating shitty teams, like when they beat the Cowboys last year. I got L.A. minus three and a half. That was a good day for me. And then I got Kansas City minus four. I think that they'll be able to bounce back after their loss from the – the Raiders. That's going to be a really good game. The games that I'm really looking forward to is that Kansas City game and the New England. I mean, not the New England, the Green Bay and Tampa Bay game. That's going to be a That's game. Going to be a great game. Game. That'll be a good game. Well, Jorge, yeah. are you that confident in your picks this week? My what? Are you that confident in your picks this week? Yeah. Well, I'll make you a bet then. All right. Lay it on me. Well, the person with the worst picks next week. Has to have one of those cocktails. All right. Sounds fair to me. You heard it here first. That's a bet to me. Go for a, get... for a virtual handshake. Okay, virtual <laughs> handshake on this one. But you got any any uh, hot picks that you want to lay on us for this week? That I didn't pick already? Do I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, the Cowboys while we're still on the subject of football. Go uh, uh, well, I think it's really sad what happened to Dak Prescott. I, uh, you know, he, he had to go get surgery. Uh, he's out for the whole season. Probably won't be back with the team practicing or doing anything till April or May, which is really sad. Um, and, you know, once I got over the, the despair that I felt, which is pretty normal as a Cowboys fan, so I got over it pretty quick. Um, I just uh, I got really pissed at uh, Jerry Jones. And Stephen Jones for not giving this dude a contract this year. Yeah, for sure. And not paying him. He's been throwing the ball like it's no one's business, man. He had a chance to. He had a chance to accept fan. a contract a couple of years ago, correct? He had a. Exactly. They offered him something right? this he year. Bet on himself. Well, he uh, they offered him. I think the deal was it wasn't necessarily the money, but the length of the contract. So they wanted to sign him on a longer term one, for not you know as much money. As um, some of the other guys were making, of course, but he wanted a shorter term one with decent money, and then he could resign in a few years and get more money out of it. Because I think the the new uh, salary cap limits—I don't know when the the new agreement is on that—but it's coming up pretty soon. And once that goes up, then quarterback contracts are going to go way up. So Dak was like, "I'm, you know, I think I'm worth it." You know, he wanted a shorter term so he could get more money in the long run, which I think is completely fair. And they weren't willing to budge on the on the limits. So that's where it was. That's just business, though, right? It's business, but they also, like, after what happened with Zeke last year, I really wish, you know, I think Dak is, I think, a better leader for the team than Zeke was. And I think well, in I some ways he's more valuable. And so they were just willing to do... You know, they fought with Zeke for a while, but he ended up getting exactly what he wanted. And I don't know, it just kind of it rubbed me the wrong way that they weren't willing to do that for Dak. Dak's the only guy they've ever been, like, not willing. They've been not willing to pay. 
Exactly. Yeah, we paid so many people. Yeah, that's, even floor, that's, like, that's so ironic. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, and I mean, they they always have creative ways to, you know, they guarantee them, you know, X amount of dollars, but they make it work for the salary, uh, what they have left in, under the cap for the, you know, the couple mm-hmm. years that they know they've got, you know, less money. And they're, they've been traditionally pretty good about making these big deals work within the salary cap and everything. But I don't know. It just is, it really pissed me off that they weren't able to get something together. And Dak was like, you know, I trust the team. I'm going to keep playing. He didn't hold out. I think it's admirable because the team would not be able to get anywhere. And they yeah. didn't get anywhere anywhere well, this year. But yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm probably yeah, going like to be an O for team. I'm probably going to sound like a jerk, but. You know, that was probably wise on Jerry Jones' part. The, like, he's not going to pay him more than likely now, just based on the injuries. It's, it's shitty. Like, it's not great, but... Yeah, he just looks like a giant ass. I know he looks like an ass, but he's still saying... And Jerry Jones is and a greedy ass. When has Jerry Jones been upset? Like, when has he cared if he, if he looked like a giant ass? True. I'll give you that. That's fair, but... I mean, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm not being sympathetic to anything. I'm just saying it's business. His business. I mean, that guy's. I mean, that guy's always been about his business, even then. But he doesn't make the smartest decisions. Too. You gotta admit yeah, that. I just don't get. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's not decisions. a good GM. He's not a good GM. I agree. No, why is Why not. is he so willing to sign Romo long term overpay, but not Dak though? I don't know. I guess Romo has a better arm, but you know what I mean. Oh. Yeah. yeah well, you, I think you're probably right about that. He has better. I, I think Roma has better arm talent, but I don't. I, I don't get why he's willing. He's so willing to overpay all these other superstars, but not Dak. Not Dak. Well, and I, I think maybe part of it is they, they gave these huge contracts to like to Zeke to some of our guys um, on defense to Amari Cooper, and so we just had a lot of money wrapped up into the current team, and I'm sure that, that played a part in it. But yeah. I don't know, and maybe just wasn't fully convinced. In Dak, but I don't know. They always seemed like they were 100% behind him and that he was going to be the quarterback going forward. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm a Dak fan and stuff. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, and I, I just feel bad for Dak in general because all of the blame of the team not succeeding goes on him most of the time because you've got ignorant fans that blame it all on him. I would say this and year I mean, no one has blamed him. That's not true. You haven't been on Twitter, Cowboys Twitter enough. I don't know. I just hear a lot about the defense. It's definitely defense it's been sucks. better. It's been better this year than it has been in years past. But undoubtedly, he still gets a lot of a lot of hate and not as much respect as he deserves. As the defense is definitely the, like I've usually just heard the defense getting blamed this year, not Dak. But I don't get on Cowboys Twitter. He he gets uh, blunt. He gets like a lot of a lot of people say as. Uh, just kind of dinks and dunks, and it kind of discredit. I mean, because he's leading the NFL passing yards, so I see a lot of people going like kind of discrediting. Uh, I don't understand sometimes the, the Cowboys fans, man. I mean, this guy is literally like you said about, but he's leading the NFL in passing yards, and you're still criticizing the guy, and you're still putting him down. He's literally trying to like, still trying his best. That's what it always is for a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, though, and it's not only just because it's Dak, like. Similar things happen with Romo. Granted, yeah. Romo wasn't always perfect, but a lot of the other faults of the offense in general fell on him. It's yeah. weird. Cowboys fans are, I'm just going to say, it, we're really shitty sometimes. And I think there's really? a lot of really dumb, ignorant people that don't know anything about football that have loud opinions about the Cowboys. Yeah, got to be probably one of the toughest jobs out there to be the Cowboys quarterback. Yeah, okay, that's true. Try being the Eagles quarterback. I will say this. I mean, being an Eagles fan, I really, really felt bad for Dak when he went down. I mean, as much as, you know, a lot of Eagles, a lot of ugly Eagles fans would have said, oh, that's good. He went down. The Cowboys are going to implode. I'm not that kind of fan. I, I really respect Dak, especially what happened in the offseason with his brother and his whole mental, his whole mental health and his stability. I respect him for how he came out, how he was how he was leading the league in passing yards. I mean, the guy's a great athlete. However, you know, shit happens, right? As soon as when you're you're doing up good, and I'm gonna bring up the Carson Wentz situation when he got hurt, he was a contender for MVP. He got hurt. 
then granted we did win the Super Bowl. I'm not, you know, that may not happen for the Cowboys. I doubt it will. But I think that with Dak, Cow, he needs the fans to support right now because more than anything, he needs to get paid. It just hurts so much to see your quarterback go down, regardless of what your record is. You see the quarterback go down, and he's doing his literally everything he can to get the team to win. The guy's leading the league in passing yards, so he's doing everything he can. I saw the guy being carted off the field. Like that was that was a that was a touching moment. I, yeah, I mean, I go for the guy, and I don't want to see a player get hurt. I want to, I want to beat the Cowboys as an Eagles fan with Dak healthy and Dak leading the league in passing yards. You know what I mean? I don't want to beat Andy Dalton. So it's it it hurts me as a as a general football fan to see a player of that caliber go down because not only is he leading the league in rushing yards, but he's really overcame a lot of adversity throughout the off season which is very respectable. So Jerry Jones, that greedy asshole, he should really, really pay that guy. Because if he doesn't pay him, another team is going to pick him up and they will gladly pay him. Yep. And that's the thing I'm worried about, is they're going to say, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's a business decision. We're not going to pay him. And then Dak's going to come back and just light it up. Well, it's business. Oh. You may make a bad business deal. Jerry, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Jones is good at those. It'll be interesting to see what happens, for sure. Um, yeah, I I had Dak as my fantasy football quarterback. So did I. And uh, I went out immediately and picked up Andy Dalton. I don't. Oh, don't I'm you not have it? <laughs> yeah, you know it. Y'all got little. Y'all got a little Andy Dalton Bengals uh, jersey for JB. Oh, yeah, he switches I, uh, out every time. I, I purchased on Amazon. I got a uh, a baby Andy Dalton Cowboys jersey. So. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, buying from Amazon or getting a Bengals jersey for your baby. <laughs> it's a toss-up, for sure. It is. But no, but, I respect the fanaticism. But Andy anyway, I guess we'll wrap that up with, with just... In the NFC East. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll just kind of wrap that part up and just say that, you know, well wishes to Dak and hopeful, hopeful for a speedy recovery and that he can come back even better next year, hopefully for the Cowboys. You know what's not going away, though? What? The fact that Don McNabb's an all-time spare. <laughs> At that least is. he reached a Super Bowl, and Romo never f***ing did. So how about you give me a little argument on that before well, you call him a spare? Better numbers. Romo's got better numbers, but he never reached a Super Bowl. So what's, what's that matter when it comes down to the There are 22 players on the team. There are 11 on offense and 11 on defense. Romo happens to be one of them. Never reached the Super Bowl. Never made it really past the playoffs. So tell me about that. Well, he did make it to the second round of the playoffs several times, and they should have okay. won. Well, did he make it to the Super Bowl? No. Okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. Des caught it. Okay. Okay, George. Des caught it. Des caught it, George. One hundred percent. Oh my God! Stop living in the past, you cowgirls. Bubba and I were talking about the other night, You're... and it made it us mad. It did. That, like, it legitimately that. made me angry he thinking about it. Every time I see a catch that is very similar to that, and it is accepted as a catch, because, you know, they changed the rule a couple of years ago. So if someone catches it like that, it counts now. Every time I f***ing see that, it pisses me off. Yeah, it's a very just, arbitrary rule, I will say. Generally, I mean, it is a very arbitrary rule. That's one of the most angry sports moments I've ever had. Yeah, that... I threw a fit. I did too. I did. Because Brian never recovered from that. No. Oh. And... Let's not forget when Des Bryant trucked somebody on the defense on the Cardinals three years ago on Monday night. Don't remember that? Oh, I do remember this. that. I, I don't remember up, that. It was like the thirty-yard line, and it was a uh, dump. I think it was like a ten-yard dump to Dak, and he ended up getting like some steam behind him, and he ran over one of like the defensive backs on the Cardinals, and then went to the end zone. Ooh, was that three years ago? Three years ago. Twenty seventeen. Dak's rookie season. Well, uh, second year, sophomore season. Yeah. Okay. Um, I you want to know something funny? I think that was the night that I gave myself a tattoo. What? You gave yourself a tattoo? Wait, you guys don't know about that? Oh. Oh God. Okay, this is a really funny story. 
<laughs> no. So I don't remember I remember I don't remember who was playing, but the Cowboys were playing on a Monday night. It was the fall of twenty seventeen. Abby and I had just moved to North Carolina and I was watching the Cowboys and we decided we were gonna do stick and poke tattoos. You sound like Mitch. I know. Well, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do. So I decided that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give myself a tattoo because I was bored. So I was watching the Cowboys and gave myself a tattoo, which is really stupid. Never do that. Pay attention. Actually, don't do stick and pokes at all. They're they're stupid. They don't look good. They don't last a long time. Anyway, so I was I was doing like a little arrow on my leg, and I did it. I didn't really want to put it anywhere where anyone would see it. So I did it like above my right knee on my thigh. So I had to shave my thigh, and I'm doing this arrow, and it looks pretty good. But I, I'm not. I guess I didn't poke it through the skin enough because basically what you do is you you get a a needle and you have to heat it up to sterilize it, and then you uh, get the special kind of ink from like the art store, and then you you put it on there. And basically, so you're just constantly putting ink on this and sticking it in your skin. Well, I do that, and really I wasn't pushing it in far enough for a lot of a lot of it, and so I just really pissed off my skin. Nice. Um, so I'm just really irritating my skin as I'm doing it. And uh, I finish, and I think it looks pretty good. And I wake up the next day, and it doesn't look like an arrow. It looks like a f***ing dick on my leg. So I'll have to, sh- I'll have to show you guys what I'm talking about. It-, it looks better now. It looks like I just got a couple of dots. It, it kind of looks brilliant. like I still have a deck on my... Yeah, it was really bad. But, um, but yeah, I think, that was the- I- Cole, I think that was the game where I gave myself that tattoo. I Eric. Memorable night. So very much and, so. <laughs> and I thought that it was and the reason I did a stick and poke and just experimented with it was like all the research that I had done said that it was gonna go away. And I thought, cool, I'll do it and then it'll fade after a couple of years. Nope. It's still there. It's been three years, it's still there on my leg. So um Abby I likes didn't even to know about that, Eric. Real I can't believe I never told you that. I'll have no. to show you next time. I'll have to send a picture of it to you. I but I think you should post this on social. Our fans deserve to see this. Okay, you know, I will post a picture of my tattoo. And I actually, I'll try to find the picture of uh, after it first happened. Abby has a picture of it somewhere. But Abby's my wife, by the way. I, th- I keep mentioning her. My uh, wife. My wife. My wife. Um, but yeah, she thinks it's really funny. The whole thing. Uh, she'll roast me on it all the time. In good fun, of course. I've sort of, I was telling her about this the other day. I've grown attached to it. Like, it looks really stupid, but, like, I have to look at it every day, and I'm like, you know, I kind of like it now. Um, and you can't really see it unless I wear, like, chubby-type shorts, you know, like, short shorts. Mm-hmm. So, well, you can see it when I dress up as... Uh, you can see it when I dress up as Rudy Giuliani in drag. Um, Yo, Eric, Cole, question for you. you. Yeah, what's your question, Cole? Where's your rubber ducky? Rubber dub dub in the tub. Where's your rubber ducky? <laughs> okay, let me clear this up. What's up with the duck, huh? So, George the other day was roasting me for having a lion's rubber ducky to take in the bath with me. Let me clear up a couple things about this. Number one, I don't take baths. I'm too hairy and too gross to sit in a tub and to feel clean afterwards. It just doesn't work. I have to take a shower afterwards. It's a waste of water. I'm a grown man who has to pay my own utilities, okay? I don't take a bath. Number two, the only reason I have a f***ing rubber duck is because my son is an infant and it has a little thing on the bottom that tells you if the water is too hot. That is a real thing, and I don't want to scald my son when I'm trying to give him a bath, okay? That's the only reason I have a f***ing duck. And f*** you, I can have whatever kind of style rubber duck I want, okay? Lions, cowboys, whatever. Bangles, doesn't matter. Eric, you ever heard of hand? Yeah, what's up with the hand? Like, you know, no, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought that too. And I've done testing on this because they told us to use this duck at the hospital. And I was like, obviously I can tell if it's too hot. If it doesn't feel too hot to me, it's still too hot for the baby because their skin is different. (laughs) So I've tested this. And when I think it's cool enough, it's still too hot. So I have to use this duck. That's the only reason I use it. It's a smart duck? It is a smart duck. (laughs) And you know what? I'll have you know, my son loves it. He loves bath time because of his duck. So, f*** you. I'll have whatever kind of duck I want. Jesus, well, if it's the lines, I don't know how consistent it's going to be with the hot water. 
We should all get in the bathtub together in our jerseys and take a picture of it for the uh, podcast. We could do a calendar. <laughs> I like that. Hey, Cole. <coughs> yes, sir. So I was creeping on your Robinhood account, and I saw that you were investing a lot in some tampons. Is that so you can stop the bleeding in New York, or what's up with that? Hey, I'll have you know we're the best team in New York City. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Say I'd rather watch the Jets right now than the Giants, but that's mostly just because I like to watch dumpster fires. <laughs> Those are you real know, popular in Jersey. You know, my brother's a huge Giants fan. Yeah, I do know. So I don't talk to him anymore. Gross. He sells a Tiki Barber jersey. You know, I lived in uh in North Carolina when uh <clears throat> when Danny Dimes was drafted, and even the people that lived in North Carolina that were big Duke fans were like, I don't know why they did that. But yeah, North Carolina is cool. They got really good fried chicken up there. I'm not going to lie. I think about it all the time. The Bojangles? Shout out to, Bo- Shout out to Bojangles. Uh, Cole, they, uh, I, they have Bojangles in Alabama, so when you go see a Bama game, uh, you, can go, you can go over there. When you go see the Iron Bowl with uh, Auburn. And... <laughs> yes, you are. George, back me up on this. Bubba, you too. He's been a lifelong Bama fan, right? He's been a yeah. lifelong Bama fan. And Bubba, don't act like you're not an Appalachian State fan too, okay? <laughs> I thought I was a. I didn't know y'all knew that. I thought I was a UNT fan. I mean, you are, but you're also. Look, here's the thing about you, Cole. You, <clears throat> you like UNT. That's like your your homegrown team. But you also just like you love winners. Green. You love winners, and that's why you like Alabama. I don't like Alabama. Yes, you do. Love you Alabama. Like... You cried when Nick Saban got the COVIDs. He got the Coronas. <laughs> but he's cl- he's cleared to play now somehow. Yeah, he got insane. three negative tests in a row somehow, and now he can coach tonight. Yeah, so that's weird how that works that way. Just gonna drop him off in a <laughs> helicopter. Or something. That's what they should have done. Is just had a <laughs> put him in a helicopter above the field and gave him a, a, some binoculars, let him coach from up there. Yeah, but Cole, don't lie to me. I know you're a Bama fan. That's not, not true. true. Then why did I find your secret shrine of Alabama old Alabama jerseys <laughs> and a picture of Nick Saban? With some candles and some incense burning in your college dorm. Look, Ryan Willett's an Alabama fan. I'm not an Alabama fan. You have us confused, yeah, I think. I remember seeing that too, Eric. I mean, you had your Bubba Watson shrine right next to it, Cole. You can stop I don't pretending. have Bubba Watson stuff. Yes, you do. That's the only reason you hang out with Bubba is because his name is the same. <laughs> He's a Greg McElroy jersey on right now. <laughs> My Greg McElroy Jets jersey. But Jorge... Yes, sir. Everyone knows that you still have. Or no, sorry, Eric, you're the one that has the Jamel Hill poster. The what? You have a Jamel Hill poster, Eric. Yeah, in my study. I don't know <laughs> why, why you have a poster moved. of Jamel Hill. Study or studio? Pronounce it right. It's a study. It's a study. It sounds nice. My study. My study. My study. Hey, we all have a favor. Yes. Will everyone here say chalk? What? Will you say chalk? Chalk says it weird. He's he's doing this on purpose. No, you saying not. chalk? 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 It's chalk. Chalk? 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 Yeah. Chalk. Pretend like you're chalk. saying talk. Say, pretend like you're chalk. in Jersey and you're saying talk. Talk. <laughs> chalk. Chalk. Yeah, talk. Chalk. chalk. Oh, no, it's not chalk. Cole, you sound stupid when you say it that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> you don't have to. But we do. A little cognitive dissonance is good for someone, Cole. Say, say chalk, Jorge. Choke. Huh? Choke. 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 You're trying to prove choke. here, huh? Choke just the like jets? the Jets do. We actually oh! don't We don't even get a chance to choke. We just suck. That is very true. Like, it's not even... We're not even in it. It's over before it starts. Bubba, I, I know you have some hot sports opinion about my D-Jacks. What do you have to say about my Tampa Philly glory? My D-Jacks? Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely, he's overrated. That's for dang sure. I do agree with he's that. He's very, very one-dimensional receiver. He's a deep threat. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing he can do. And now he's getting old. He's not, getting, he's not as fast. I mean. And he quotes Hitler. Yeah, he's a bit, he's a big fan of Hitler. And <laughs> he did quote most, Hitler. Most, I, I was. Most people really, Hitler. most people really don't like Hitler, but he seems to. They kind of highly of him, it sounds like. I don't know why the f*** that guy did that. What, yeah, a, that... Stupid, what a stupid move. <laughs> hey, but you know what? A lot of people forgot about it because it's 2020, and there's so much ridiculous stuff going on. 
So no, he had to choose any year to do it. Your I just want to know where he was at when he said, all right, who do I need to – of all people, who should I quote right now? I'm going to go with Hitler. Like, why, why, what, what, where was his head at when he thought, said that? Yeah, he had to go with your close friend, the rabbi, to apologize, Cole. Yeah, that whole entire thing. I mean, that was, that was such a dumb move. That was a really dumb move on his part. Yeah. Why would anyone do that? And I he doesn't know. He has a history of showboating before he gets to the end zone and losing the ball. He does. He does. He's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> that is what clowns do. This is all the stuff he'll be remembered for. Hitler and clowning? Hitler and dropping the ball before he scores. Yeah. Hey, Eric. Could, could be worse. Yeah, what's up? Do you think it's possible that we can have TC Fleming on the podcast? I can reach out. I'll have my people talk to his people. All right. I also a... saw that uh, Jeff Green is looking for some publicity. We should consider adding Jeff Green into the podcast. I think he could add some very valid opinions. If you're listening, Jeff, we want you in. How much does Jeff Green cost to have on? Oh, we'll figure it out. It'd be like, I don't know, maybe 25 bucks, 25 to 50 bucks. I'm not going to pay him 80 or above. Sorry, Jeff. Oh. Yeah, he'll uh, have a nice cameo. For a second, I thought you were talking about um, Jeff from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Eric, you're kind of like Jeff from Curb. I feel like... That's fair. You're not wrong. You have like the, the same, same voice and stuff, like, like the demeanor. demeanor. If, if there was a fat Jewish adulterous <laughs> version of me, then yeah, I'd probably be like Jeff. Well, I didn't hear the <laughs> adultery part. I'm just saying as far as like overall temperament. Yeah. He's, he's a, he, he tries to be a peacemaker with, with Larry. Yes. I'll take, you know, I'll take that. I don't, I don't cheat on my wife and I'm not Jewish, but uh, my wife. But yeah, I'll take that. Well, that uh, that's pretty accurate, Cole. Uh, You'd be more like the Larry character, and I would be more like Jeff. I've established that uh, Jorge's, uh, what is it, Richard Lewis for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much, Cole. A non-sober Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. Ah, uh, well. At least one, one thing that Richard Lewis and I do not have in common is that I have not win, been with a burlesque dancer. Make that very clear. I think you're forgetting a certain time in college. I'm not saying college. it was a female burlesque dancer, but it definitely was a burlesque dancer. Oh, no. You're going to, to sweet old Danny? Sweet Danny. Oh, no. It wasn't Danny. It was a fatter, hairier person. Oh, I'm no. I'm not going to name any names here. No. Oh. Thank you for doing so, Eric. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I have heard that his name is, uh, is in the Bible. Happens to be the fattest book of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. Hey, let's uh what do we got to say about the NBA? About the finals and what we got going on for free agency going on. Uh DeMar DeRozan's going back to Toronto. You heard it here first. That's very true. I agree with Cole. He's I think agent. he's going back to Toronto. I can see it. I'd love to see him in Dallas for one year. A one year deal, but I doubt that happens. They just Toronto's pretty much traded him off for Two years for a ring. Yeah, they lost both players they got. Danny Green and uh, Kawhi are gone. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, I think DeMar DeRozan just has replaced Fred Van Fleet. God, I, I do not like Fred Van Fleet. He's not as good as people make him out to be. I have a feeling he might go to the Lakers. Fred? He's a free agent. That's actually pretty, that's, that's a pretty fair point. He may uh, reach out to Danny Green over there, go over there, especially now that they won the championship. Yeah, and... Uh, Rondo's a free agent. Where's Rondo going to go? What do you think? Nursing home? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Probably. Whoever, need, who, who, whoever, whoever needs a point guard at the, after the draft. <laughs> the Kings. Chicago. Yeah. King. Oh, wasn't he with the Kings? Yeah, Rondo was with the Kings. Yeah. He could go to the Knicks. I don't know. The world is oyster. So I've heard, I, uh... the, I, I've heard this rumor about uh, the Heat really like fervently trying to pursue Giannis to come to the team. I don't like you know how that, that looks. They, I think that'll implode. They also yeah. say that about Dallas, that Dallas is going to try to get yeah. Giannis. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I would I love to see that happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I would love for that to happen, but I don't, think he want, I don't think he wants to move from Milwaukee to Dallas. No. Yeah. yeah. Literally, that's the only thing Milwaukee has going for them right now, pretty much. Yeah. I, I think they're going to have to put some, some better pieces around him. 
where else he's going to go. But I, I, I think he wants to stay where he is. I think he's made that clear. But I don't know. I could see him going somewhere else for the right amount of money and the right people around him. That's fair. That's fair. But I did see and, that uh, Milwaukee was like, they were like, we need to keep you, and we're going to do everything in our power to get you what you need so you can stay here and win a championship. If that doesn't happen within the year, I buy Giannis. That's the more likely scenario. They'll try to make it work another year, and then he'll go after that if it doesn't. But yeah. we'll see. We've been I've been surprised by things before, so yeah. we'll see. It's fair. It's, it's very unpredictable in the NBA. Yeah. I want to um, know what the heater gonna who the heater who Miami's gonna bring in. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I'm losing Jay Crowder. Uh-huh. I'm low key excited to see that, like because uh-huh. Miami. I mean, as it is, it's a big market, for free agents. So especially now that support. they're Eastern Conference champions, they're, they're gonna attract some pretty good free agents. Maybe not superstars, good role players for sure. I hope the Nets implode. Oh, Nets. Fans. Yeah, I feel I feel really bad for Steve Nash because I think he's going into a situation that he's not prepared for. Yeah, I think you're and right. Like, and KD <clears throat> already said, already was like, "Yeah, we don't really need a head coach. We can all take turns being head coach." I was like, "Yeah, Yikes. I saw that. That's not good." And then Kyrie's already chiming in on it too. Cole was raving about Kyrie yesterday. He's wearing his jersey and everything. Oh <laughs> man! Oh Jesus Christ, I hate Cole. Kyrie. You went from being a Knicks fan and wearing your Latrell Sprewell jersey to now wearing a Kyrie jersey? Come on. I do not like the Nets. I, uh, I'm very Little glad baby. that Dirk did not did not take up the offer to be an assistant coach there with Nash because that would have been oh, horrible. Oh, God. Yeah, that would have been a oh, bad God, really? That's a bad he, way he, to start off he actually got yeah, an offer? Yeah, he got an offer from Nash because, you know, they're buddies. And um, he said no, and I'm really glad. And uh, Dirk came out and said that the only way he would coach is if he was with Dallas. So I'm hoping nice. that maybe they'll kind of pull him in. And, and how cool would that be? That would be. Actually, that brings up a good point, Eric. How how much longer do you guys think Rick Carlisle has in the NBA? Well, more more specifically with Dallas. Five years. Five years? I think you're going to yeah. five years, one another ring. And then if they really I think he's a great coach. I think, I think so he's too. a Just... tremendous coach. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I don't think they have a problem with him. I think the players like him. I think Mark Cuban likes him. And yeah. um, you know, with we haven't had a whole lot of stellar years since the championship in 2011. But the last couple of years, we know we've kind of picked up. And I mean, he stuck with everybody through. He's really tried to work with the pieces he's had over the years. And so I think he'll stick yeah. around at least for another ring. And I mean, we have if as long as we have Luca, we're going to get one in the next few years. Oh yeah. I wouldn't oh, say it's guaranteed that we're going to get one, but yeah, I, I would just say if this doesn't work out in five years, then he'd be gone. That is all I would say. Like, if it does, we get a ring or we go to like a Western Conference Finals, then it'll still be around. But I think if we, if we can pull in another, another uh, great piece to add to the KP Luca, you know, duo, I think if he can't make it work and get a championship with that, then, you know, that would be something that they would consider moving on from him. But. I like him. I, I, I don't really have a problem with him at all. And I don't think that yes. anyone else does either. Yeah, I don't have any issues. They're just due to his all age like you that. two. Yeah, we all yeah, said, that's oh, all like Dallas coaches. Mm-hmm. I was so rooting for that last year. Jason Garrett's the one that was in the way. True. I really I no, I, I really do hope that the Mavericks do well. Like if hopefully like within five years they can get a ring or at least at least reach the Western Conference finals. Because Rick Carlar is a tremendous coach. I, yep, sure I'm becoming more concerned about KP because he just had another knee surgery to fix his meniscus tear. Yeah. And it was the other knee, um, not the same one he injured before with his ACL. So I worry about him being healthy. Um, Most guys that told don't stay healthy for very and long. The, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I was surprised he came back as strong as he did. I didn't expect him to be able to perform like he has. So I'm I'm concerned about that. So I don't know what it's going to look like this year um, at all. Whenever we play, who knows even when they're going to start playing again. I think they're banking on their year being 2021, not or 2020 to 21, and then 2021 to 22 being their year because a lot of their contracts, like Tim Hardaway Jr., um, Steph Cur- or Seth Curry, I mean, they expire next season, not this season. So they'll have a lot of yeah. cap room to pursue whoever they want to then, including Giannis. So I think their target yeah. year is 
uh, two years from now, not this year. Yeah, I think you're right with that. I would honestly love to see Giannis in Dallas. I never really thought of that beforehand, honestly, but it would be a really nice fit. If you go on the Mavericks Twitter, that's all they f***ing talk about anymore. Yeah, I see that really a lot. It's really annoying. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm back with Doc. That'd be pretty cool. Did it work with him the first time? History will repeat itself, probably. I'm not saying yeah. it's going to work out, but I would... It's like uh, I was talking to Justin here. So he said, I wouldn't mind seeing him there. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that would be a good way to conclude his career, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I, I honestly see Chris Paul's career maybe going max seven years. I think five, if that, would be pushing it. But, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is just a tremendous player. I think he would bring a lot to Philly, bring a lot to that offense. But he's very, uh, Chris Paul is a, is a player that likes to win. And you're joining a team with, Two very uh, big, big, big egos being Ben Simmons, mostly Joel Embiid. So whether it works out or not, that's a different story. But the offense running with Chris Paul, that would be very interesting to see. I think it'd be really good for their locker room and the vibe they have just because he's, you know, like you said, he wants to win and he's got that drive to want to win. Yeah. And I think putting that into that locker room, especially with those two big egos, might help encourage them to actually, you know, want to play well <laughs> or, like, try. I Hopefully, think Embiid yeah. is – especially Embiid. I, that dude could be an absolute monster, like, if he would actually, you know, put in more effort. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he self-proclaimed to be the best player in the league, and that, I think that was a real stupid thing to say. Don't get me wrong, the guy's – a great player. He is one of the best, but you don't go out and say that, then have the Boston Celtics sweep you in the first round of the playoffs. Like you, you don't do that, man. If if you're really the best player out in the league, you're carrying your team. You're helping your team reach the conference finals like LeBron mm-hmm. when he was with the Cavs. Like you gotta you gotta live up to what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, it's one thing to be talented. It's another thing to be disciplined and talented. And he doesn't have the discipline. That's a very good point, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, exactly exactly the point. He doesn't have discipline. And if he did, I mean, my God, it would be a whole different story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see people like traditionally like Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. Those guys had talent, but they also like worked their asses off. And you don't get to the level they're at without putting in that effort. It doesn't matter how right. talented you are. And Joel Embiid just had a baby. Baby. Nicole, do you got something for us to rank this week? Television shows. Whoop, whoop. Any category? Um, whatever you want. Oh, I got to think about this. Your top five TV shows that you've ever seen. I would like to go first, if I may. Um, I think number one, and I think you'll probably <coughs> agree with me, Cole, pretty easy, The Sopranos. Yeah, The Sopranos was great. That's my number one. Yeah, number one, The Sopranos. Number two, The Wire. Also, great HBO show. I love that show so much. Also, uh... Former President Obama's favorite show as well. Even uh, commended David Simon on the the not necessarily the the content of the show, but just how powerful it is and and what it deals with. So I highly recommend The Wire. Uh, number three, Shameless. That's a great show, especially the earlier seasons. Such a loaded show. It deals with comedy, a lot of dark humor, but it also deals a lot with the uh, problems that deal with society. So I really like Shameless for that same reason. Number four would probably have to be uh, Breaking Bad. And then number five, Sons of Anarchy. I, uh, I I had to put that in there. I do like Sons of Anarchy. It's a good show. Well, I got mine as well. I commend you on your list, Jorge. It's a good list. Thank you, thank you. Uh, one, Sopranos. Two, Breaking Bad. Three, True Detective Season 1 and 3. Ooh, good one. Good one. Um, Marshall Ali did really well in season three. I'm looking forward to season four. They say Matthew McConaughey may be back. May be back. Um, number four would be Mad Men, pretty good show. And number five, season one of Fargo, and season two of Fargo. I'm interested to see what the season with uh, Chris Rock, this new one that's coming on. It looks really good. Yeah, it, it does. does. I, I haven't watched any of the rest of it, but that looks pretty good. I like those crime shows a lot. I think all of Except Mad Men or crime shows, so definitely good content in crime shows. Yeah, 
Narcos <clears throat> Mexico was good too. Which one? Narcos Mexico. Oh yes, I heard that, yes. I heard that was really good. I was I thinking if it's great. Two you seasons. Very, that would probably be my number six good, pick, or tied for number five. Narcos Mexico is awesome. What about you, Eric? So I'm trying to think. Uh, so here's my here's my way of going through these. Um, when I think of TV shows that I want to watch all the time, it's like usually these days I like to watch stuff that's pretty quick that I can kind of binge through and I can kind of half pay attention to, you know? Um, so I watch a lot of comedy stuff these days. Um, I'd probably have to say number one would be The Simpsons. But like the very earlier seasons, like once it hit like 2004, 2005, like around the time the movie came out, it wasn't as funny after that. But like, you agree with me, Cole. Um, we've talked about it a lot, but like when The Simpsons was really good, like it's just so good. Like you just watch it, yeah, it's, and it's just really funny. Um, when it's, it's on, it's on. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna make that one my number one. Um, I'll probably say The Office is my number one, which is like makes me sound like I'm a high school girl or whatever. But it's really funny. I can put it on in the background. Um, if I've seen it a million times, you know, it's really funny. Um, the Office is funny. Um, and I remember watching it live. I used to just laugh my ass off. So I'll probably say that. Um, number two, I'll probably make The Simpsons. Number three, Breaking Bad for sure. Um, that's the, I like all the other kind of crime shows. I've seen a little bit of The Sopranos and a little bit of The Wire, but I haven't had time to fully commit to both of them. Um, but I like that style of show a lot. Um, Who's your favorite Sopranos character? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of it to form too much of an opinion, to be honest with you, about the characters. Um, I really like Vito. Vito's cool. <laughs> you like him? <laughs> um, number four... Um, I'm probably going to say Curb Your Enthusiasm. That is a good show. That's an excellent show. Because it's so funny. Um, At number five, I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go Frasier. Oh, wow. That's an interesting pick. I love love (laughs) Frasier. I don't mind it. It's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's one of those ones, like, like I said, it fits into the category of, like, I can throw it on and it I don't have to think too much about it. It's just really funny. It's good hangout TV, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, TV nowadays for me is not, like, I don't have time to sit there and really just sit and, like, oh, that's a very good point. I like what they're saying about society and stuff. It's like, oh, this is just really funny, or I can turn my brain off with it. Um, Yeah. And, I mean, these days I don't even watch that much TV anymore anyway. I watch a lot of, or listen to a lot of podcasts and everything, so it's kind of hard for me to rank everything. Um. Yeah, I'll probably, I think I'm going to go with those. It's not my most sophisticated list, but I'm going to stick with it. What about you, Bubba? Um, that is a hard one. My, uh, it's hard for me to put them all in order. Number one, my favorite TV show right now is pro- it's probably Letter Kenny. It's on Hulu. Yeah. That's a pretty good show. Um, number two, I'll probably go with That 70s Show. I like that show a lot. Nice. Good show. It's classic. Three, Three is Breaking Bad. Um, four, four. I'll probably go with uh, Narcos. I just started it, but like it so far. The Narcos and, uh, Colombia or Narcos Mexico? Mexico. Nice. And five. I'll say I've only seen one. There's only been one season of it, but Society. I just randomly started watching it one day. It's literally just about these kids. They go like on their senior trip or something like that, and then they come back and everybody, they come back home and everybody's gone and they're trying to figure out why. And then this, it, once it's like they, they never find out. This, this is just one season, but it was very interesting. I'll probably put that at five. Nice list. Nice list. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't say Jersey Shore. That. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love Snooky and JWoww. I want to say honorable mention to Watchmen, Seinfeld, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Seinfeld, yes. I forgot that on my list. Yeah, honorable mention for sure. Seinfeld fits in there. I uh, also forgot to put Home Improvement in there. He's a proud Lions fan, Tim the Toolman Taylor. He sure was. Michigan proud. Michigan strong. I'm glad. I'm glad you gave him the shout out. He deserves it, Eric. He's a hardworking man. 
I know. He's a perfect archetype of what every Lions fan should be. Oh, you know another show I'm going to throw in there? Bernie Mac. Um, MASH. MASH is a great show. Shout out to Graham. Shout out to to our soldier, Graham. Yeah. Our little soldier. What's going on with him? Have y'all heard from him? We heard from him recently. The last I heard of him, he called me in the morning, and there was a drill sergeant counting down to 10. He told me he didn't have much time to talk, but that uh, he was doing well. And that was, yeah, he's, he's doing all right. He's, uh, he beat our bets to stay in there. So hopefully yeah, thought... he, he comes back a, a full-grown man by December. With structure. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be back in December. Full circle in December is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, he gets out. I don't think basic is more than, like, what, two and a half months maybe? It's three. He should be out, so he should be out next by November, right? Yeah. It went August 18th. Went in yes, oh, actually, yeah. Thanks. It's already been two months. Wow. Yeah, he's what a stand-up there. guy. A stand-up guy for sure. Thoughts and prayers to our, our soldier, Graham. We'll and have him on the podcast when he gets out. We'll be in the French Foreign Legion together. <laughs> be joining you. Um, you can all wear berets. Actually, you wear back one, so. You don't wear berets. You wear a kid Well, when I think French, I think of berets. So, I mean, well, we're French Foreign Soldiers. It's kind of funny how that works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think if that's unless you guys want to talk about something else, uh, I think we'll kind of wrap it up here. Well, let's I wrap just it up. To mention just one more thing. Yes, sir. One more thing. I just want to mention the book of the month. Yes, the Art of Fielding by Chad Harback. This is a really good book. It's really loaded. It's a, it's a long book, but it's worth the read. It follows the life of uh, Henry Scrimshander. Uh, he joins a baseball team. And this uh, this author is a fan of 19th century literature, specifically Herman Melville and Moby Dick. So he fits that into the narrative a lot. The baseball team that this player uh, plays with is, are called the Harpooners. And he also follows uh, Parisio's book, uh, The Art of Fielding, uh, the ba- famous baseball player who wrote about, you know, what it means to be a, a good baseball player. It's a very good book that deals a lot with, you know, the value system in sports and just values in life in general. Like I said, it's a kind of like a long read. It's about 550 pages, but it's well worth it. And I guess it's it's a fairly modern story, so it deals with modern modern values. And overall, it's a very loaded story in general. So that's my book of the month, Art of Fielding by Chad Harback. Also on the New York Times bestseller. Thank you, Jorge. Great. Yeah, that sounds All great. Right. We'll have to check that out. Um, so... We've got a little bit of podcast news. I don't know if you saw it on our social, but we have finally been accepted and posted on Apple Podcasts. I know we had a couple people ask about that. So we're official there. Jobs in heaven. Thank you. Um, So we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. I think we're on Google Podcasts. We're on Overcast. We're on all sorts of other things. If it's a podcast network, we're probably on there. Um, we're also on YouTube. We post, uh, we don't have videos there yet, but maybe one day. Um, but we post our podcast there. If you're more of a YouTube person, you like to have that on in the background while you're at work, you know, we're on there. Uh, also, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are not on Facebook. I'm not doing that. Um, we, uh, our handle is at intramural champs. Champs does not have an A, so it's C-H-M-P-S. Same thing for Instagram. We try to post on there semi-regularly. If you would like to get in contact with us, that is the best way to do it. Reach out to us on Twitter. Reach out to us on Instagram. If you've got questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that, except for bald jokes, Cole and I don't take too kindly to those, uh, reach out to us there. We're also, uh, I'm a little bit behind. Uh, we did some clips for our first two episodes, um, just shorter versions of the clips. If you if you don't have as much time to be able to listen to a full hour long podcast, you can listen to those. We'll be releasing some more clips this week as well. But I think that's all we have. Does anyone have anything else to say? I just want to say I'm really looking forward to our live broadcast in Lake Texoma next July. God willing. Thank you, Mitch Russell, for providing this. Location. And we're gonna bring we're bringing all of our dads. Of course. Oh gosh. I don't know. You if hear I that, do Trey? That, Mitch. You hear that, Trey? You're coming stone. down. It's a set in stone. Play Trey, Thanks, George. Pops. Thanks, George. <laughs>
Uh, oh, another thing I would like to mention. We have, if you listened last week and you're listening this week, we have a new intro and outro song that we use. It has uh, been kindly provided to us by George's cousin. I'd like to give him a shout out on here, George. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my cousin, Daniel Dominguez. Uh, like I said, he's a local artist, independent, and, you know, he just makes music for because he loves it. And this song that, that we're using, it's a pretty good song. And check out his music. It's a, it's very good, wholesome music. He mixes a, a lot of modern modern themes and mostly uh, just a lot of his guitar, electric guitar. So nice little riffs there by my cousin. Thanks to him and thanks for letting us use his intro and outro the podcast. Yes, and let me, uh, let me tell you real quick what the uh, song is named and his artist name as well. Oh, no, I lost it, George. George, do you know it? Yeah, so the, the song is called In This Together. I said his name is Daniel Dominguez, but his artist name is a little different. So I'm just going to say it how is. it's... Yeah, it's... Uh, go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. It is... Sorry about that. I lost it because I want to make sure I spell it right, too, because it spells it differently. So it's Fiend, F-I-E-N-D-D. It's, it's his only song Fiend. on there. He's trying different things with, uh, with music, but yeah, check him out. He's on Spotify, and uh, yeah, it's great. I believe he's also on. He has a YouTube channel for his music as well. So does yes, but yes, uh, that is our new music. Uh, I very much like it. Uh, show him some love, everybody. Go over there to his Spotify or his YouTube. Uh, show him some love. But I think that is it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Inner Real Chance podcast. Thank you, cousin Baba. For joining us today thank you Gracias, we'll have you back on again sometime soon all right sounds good Bonsoir. all right, all right Bonsoir. everybody thanks for Bonsoir. listening Bonsoir. bye bye